She Makes Money Moves is a production of Glamour and iHeartRadio. Negotiating is a little bit of, not a hard point, but I'm not sure I would know how to do it at this point in my career. I'm Samantha Barry, the editor-in-chief of Glamour, and this is She Makes Money Moves. If negotiating a higher salary was easy, everyone would do it. But negotiating isn't easy. That's why so many people don't. According to a survey by staffing firm Robert Half, only 39% of workers tried to negotiate pay with their last job offer. Unsurprisingly, the same survey found that fewer women than men tried to negotiate. In many cultures where boys are taught to be assertive, girls are encouraged to be accommodating. This explains in part why, as adults, women might be less comfortable asking for a raise or a promotion. Adding fuel to the fair pay fire, society has taught us that it's taboo to talk about money. So many of us go into salary negotiations with no idea how much our co-workers make and consequently no idea how much money we should be asking for. I know maybe very little about what the industry is making, but I don't know how to get to figure that part out. Today's guest is pretty sure it's time to level up her career. She thinks she's due for a raise and a promotion, but she's unclear on what steps she should take to get there. This is her story. My name is Liz. I'm 34 years old from New York, and I work in the event planning industry. After graduating from a small business school with a degree in marketing, our guest, who's asked us to call her Liz, wasn't sure what career path to follow. She started an internship at an hourly rate, and the company eventually offered her a full-time job with a $30,000 salary. Over the next six years, she stayed at that company earning higher titles, which came with pay increases. At one point, she asked for a promotion, but outside of that, she took what the company offered when they offered it. I had one instance where I asked for a promotion, and all of the other promotions were based on performance. So I felt comfortable at the time when uh, an opportunity presented itself to ask for it, and I was given that promotion Liz had worked in several departments at the company and eventually settled into event planning as a career. When another company reached out with a job opportunity, she was ready to move on. So going into the second job, I knew that I wanted to make more money. I did negotiate. They did offer something better than what I was making at the time, but I was able to negotiate a little bit further. Liz told her boss at her first job that another company had reached out and he coached her through the interview and negotiations. My boss told me, with my experience, knowing that the company that was hiring me wanted me, and he just talked me through the interview process, and there wasn't too much negotiating on the company's side at that point, so I was just comfortable with, like, the confidence boost that my boss gave me, and kind of the confirmation of that what I was asking for wasn't totally crazy. She was offered the job and started with a $50,000 salary. She'd been at that job and at that salary for two years when once again another company reached out. I kind of didn't get anywhere in those two years at that job. 
I kind of stayed on par with existing debt, existing bills. Um, Nothing had really changed. So I wanted to make sure that with the career change also kind of came a little bit of a life change for me. At that point, she was living with her boyfriend, who's now her husband, and she was thinking about the future. How much would she need to make if they were going to get married, buy a home, and have children? So I went into this job asking for $60,000, and I think I got a little bit more than that. She accepted the job. In the eight years since, she's married her now husband, had children, and earned several promotions. Her salary is now around $90,000. She thinks she could make more, either by leaving or asking her current employer for a raise. But she doesn't know how much she should be making. And she's not sure how to figure that out. I know maybe very little about what the industry is making, but I don't know how to get to figure that part out. So negotiating is a little bit of, not a hard point, but I'm not sure I would know how to do it at this point in my career. I think by not asking, by not talking, I hold myself back from getting a pulse on the industry, getting a pulse on the culture at at work. At this point, my husband and I both contribute to our household about 50-50 to bills. So it's car payments, mortgage, daycare, house expenses, anything and everything, you know, that just seems to be coming up these days. And it's still a struggle. So I don't feel like I'm much far off from where I was a couple of years ago when I was single and had my day-to-day expenses. You know, it's just bigger and more expenses at this point. If she decides to ask for a raise, she's also not sure how to advocate for herself. Talking to my boss and asking for more, you know, it's not my company's responsibility that I have a family. So I have to always remember my motive to ask for that. But I also have to understand that I have a value. I, you know, it's what I contributed. It's what I've grown and what I've experienced and that that's why I'm asking. So she has the motivation but the idea of asking for a raise or a promotion makes her nervous. I think I hold myself back. I think there's a fear of rejection there. I think there's a fear of failure. What if I did get that promotion and I, I didn't do a good job? You know, did I screw myself out of the position that I'm in now? Did I make the right move? Um, so for me personally, it's always my own fear and in my own head and that I have a hard time finding my voice that way. I think I compare myself too much to other people and that kind of sparks a fear. I see other people feeling confident. I see other people being successful and I just don't have that confidence for some reason because I maybe compare too much. More on She Makes Money Moves right after this quick break. I'm Samantha Barry. Welcome back to She Makes Money Moves. Liz says she won't go to her friends for advice since finance isn't something they talk about. Money and career is not a big topic of discussion with my friends. Um, They're all different backgrounds, but it never comes up. 
She's also personally uncomfortable asking her co-workers to share their salaries. And she doesn't feel like she has connections outside the office who could help. At this point in my career, I just want to make sure that I'm continuing to grow. I'm happy where I am and would just be looking to make sure that I'm on a path to grow and continue to make raises and get promoted. I wish I found my voice a little bit earlier in my career, my internal voice to give myself confidence or to have open dialogue with bosses or coworkers and feel a little bit more prepared to figure out where I am and to figure out where I'm going. And I wish I had started that sooner. I wish I had somebody years ago, you know, to mentor me and keep that going because I had mentors on and off. And so I just wish that I had kept that going. Today's expert has a degree in finance, but until she took a hard look at her lifestyle and her spending, she struggled with finances too. Hello, I'm Ashley Feinstein-Gersley. I'm the founder of The Fiscal Femme and the author of The 30-Day Money Cleanse. So Ashley, the first thing that jumped out at me from Liz's story was her imposter syndrome. A lot of women experience this at work, right? Yes. Because in the reality is in the world that men often go for jobs that they're underqualified for and a woman won't go for a job until she's fully qualified. I think the stat is like 60%. A man will apply for a job that he meets 60% of the qualifications, and a woman will wait till she meets all of the qualifications. Liz, go for the promotion. You, you might not get the job if you ask, but if you don't ask, you definitely won't. And if you do get the bigger job, you'll grow into it. As far as salary goes, Liz isn't sure of how much to ask for. She doesn't know how much her coworkers are making, So she's not sure what's fair. How can she figure that out? So something she mentioned was that it's not a culture where people talk about it. So kind of a hack for that is if anyone left the company to talk to them because they're talking about a previous salary. So talking to someone about a past position, recruiters can be really great resources. They know what people are making in the industry. Online research, so sites like salary.com, payscale.com, Glassdoor, Career Contessa. Career Contessa has a salary project where people have entered in their salaries. So great places to just do some online research and looking at your position, the industry, your location is important and just education in general. What if she's not close with anyone who's left the company? What if the only way to find out is to ask her current co-workers? Sometimes if she's up for it, starting the conversation with her colleagues mm-hmm. I think it's easy to, not easy, it's a difficult conversation, but an easier way to start it is just to acknowledge that it's awkward. Right. I've done that. I've done it in a previous job, going into contract negotiations. I asked three guys around the same level, one-on-one over beers, to share their salaries. Out of the three, two of them told me. And honestly, when I went into my negotiations, I asked for way more because I knew I could ask for more. And I think it's so important for Liz, for any woman listening Your knowledge is power. Having that knowledge will set you up in the right place. So once she knows how much she should be making, how does she negotiate to get there? The biggest tips I'd say is I used to view a negotiation as me coming in once a year and like banging the table and doing it in like that stereotypical way, like I deserve a raise, but it's really a year-round discussion. And if you haven't had it, definitely have the 
that type of conversation where you share your expectations. But I find that it was often about me going in saying, you know what, I really want this next position. What will it take for me to get there? And then going out and doing X, Y, Z and checking in and saying, hey, look what this project I did. I want to do more of that. Like, And that, that was something I was thinking for Liz as well, because she was saying she wanted to work on new things, see what she was interested in. So kind of following that curiosity and asking for those projects could be really helpful. So definitely having the conversation, I think, is 80% of it. Right. The first step is asking. I've personally managed men and women in my career, and the guys always ask for more than the girls. If you don't ask, no one's going to hand you a promotion for being great. What else? We can practice, too, every day. I think we often think of negotiation as this high-stakes salary talk, but just even picking a restaurant with your friend, Mm. that's a negotiation. Like, instead of saying, I don't care, say, I want to go here. I want to get this entree. Let's share this (laughs) dessert. These little low-stakes things are a good way to practice. Right. Bucket number two is what my market value is, how valuable I am to the company, how valuable I am in the market. And that goes back to what we were talking about, understanding what other people are paid. Uh, making sure that your boss knows that you know where you're landing in this situation. And also to be aware that it costs a company way more to hire somebody new than it is to give you a bump often. And then the third bucket, which I feel like a lot of people don't do in negotiation, is give me some vision. It's really, here's what I want to do. Give me this, this, and here's where I'm going to take it. Here's my plan. So always look at those three buckets when you're going in to negotiate either salary or raise or promotion or whatever it is. And it can help you, to your point, practice. You should be practicing in the mirror or practicing at (laughs) home or practicing with your partner. And then be aware that you can't always get everything you want, right? Sometimes there isn't money in the bucket. Sometimes there isn't the ability to to get promoted, but often going in asking for more than just a title and a salary. People sometimes don't negotiate other things. What would you recommend people negotiate for when they're talking to their bosses? Definitely salary is really important to negotiate because it determines so many other things, but there are other things we can negotiate. We can negotiate bonuses, titles, benefits, like working from home, more flexibility, more vacation days. You can negotiate Further education, right? That's one of the things that I asked for in one negotiation. I negotiated once for, I really wanted to take a negotiations course at Harvard. They had this program and you could go and there was either a three-day option and a seven-day option. And I brought all the information to my my boss at the time and said, I really want to do this. And he said, do you want to do the three-day one or the seven? I was like, I guess just the three-day. And he's like, you really need this. You're, yeah, I'm yeah. sending you on the seven day. You need the seven day. <laughs> that yeah. was a bad negotiation. Bad negotiation. <laughs> um, Liz asked about mentors, and I, we mm. hear this all the time for women in every stage of their career. What's your advice for people looking to connect with mentors? I had this idea, too, that it was this formal thing, like, will you be my mentor? And then you have they have to say yes, and it's very scary. But um, it can be really informal, inviting someone that you look up to for coffee. And I think that's important. You don't have to wait for an official mentorship program. Network. I don't call it networking. I call it relationships, because to your point, it's really a two-way street. And I think one of the mistakes that people get when they're looking or searching out mentors is they go and they ask for too much straight up front. And it's a mentor-mentee relationship should be a two-way. You should be bringing knowledge or information into it that that person's really interested in. For me, it's often, what's the latest digital app that I should know about? But I think having it as an authentic relationship rather than one that's built on a one-way, like, I need this from you, is important. Right. I think Pass that, down everything to yeah, me. Yeah, give me everything now. 
you know, Liz talked about mentors, but I have said to a lot of people that your peers are sometimes the best relationships that you can have. What do you think? Yes, I have this group of people and we all help each other. Someone who is running a billion dollar business is not having the same issues that I'm having with my business. And so it can be super, really, really helpful to have someone going through similar things and just has a different perspective than you or has different strengths than you to support you. More on She Makes Money Moves right after this quick break. I'm Samantha Barry. Welcome back to She Makes Money Moves. So we told Liz how to figure out the salary she should be asking for. What if she asks for that raise and her boss says no? Continuing that conversation instead of ending it right there and walking out of the room, ask questions. Why is that not available right now? What can I do to get it? And I think it's really hard to say no to someone if you tell them you have to do X, Y, Z to get the promotion and they do X, Y, Z and you come back to them. Don't be deflated. That's the easiest, most human emotion if somebody says no to your promotion or your salary. Do not be deflated, but come up with a plan of action. And that is through communicating. Okay, well, if it's not time for me to be VP now, what do I need to do to get there? And I think there are really valuable questions to be asking in, in these negotiations. But that kind of leads us into another one. When is it time to leave a job if you're not getting ahead? Because I think that's one of the concerns that Liz has. And she feels like she's stagnating a little bit. If you're being paid under market and you feel like your career is stagnating, it might be time to leave. And I think that's why one of the most important negotiation tips is having savings so that you can either, either if you find a job while you're there or you have the ability to leave and find a job. Liz also mentioned that she doesn't want to rock the boat. She wants to ask for a promotion, but she doesn't want to be pushy about it if her boss doesn't think she deserves one. I think more often than not, you're not rocking the boat. And it's something that is expected because like you said, and this has happened to me, I did the job, I worked hard, I saw other people get promoted and I didn't. And so it's expected that you're going to advocate and ask to get the promotion or what you're worth. And you can almost say that. I know I've gone into conversations with um, you'd be disappointed in me if I didn't ask for this. I'd advise Liz or anybody to try to get over the fear of rocking the boat, get on your boss's calendar and be very upfront about why you want this. Maybe it's not that you go in and ask for more money every three months because I think that's unrealistic. But if it's, you know, biannually or annually, here's where I'm asking for what I'm looking for. Um, Liz mentioned the cost of living and the cost of having a family. Those aren't numbers she needs to bring up in the salary negotiation, right? Yeah. So I think it's really important to know what your cost of living is and what you need to earn in order to meet your financial goals. But I loved the buckets you described and really focusing on your value in the workplace, not how much you need to spend. Right. You don't say I deserve a raise because I have a kid or a sick cat. You say I deserve a raise because I made the company half a million dollars last week. A raise is based on your professional life, not your personal life. It's interesting because I do know there are lots of statistics on men when they have children earn more because they know that they have these new expenses. But I feel like the best way to go about the conversation is this is what I'm bringing to the company. This is what I'm worth in the market. And I loved the point on the vision. And this is where I'm going to take it and not focus as much on what you're spending. I don't know anyone who likes salary negotiations, but it's so important to ask for promotions and raises every turn in your career. Remember, your company makes you an offer expecting you'll come back and ask for more. If you don't, you're leaving money on the table. As with any conversation tied to money, 
the more you practice and prepare, the more at ease you'll feel. Talk to your co-workers and other people in the industry. Talk to recruiters. Talk to your friends. Know your worth and then ask for it. Listeners, She Makes Money Moves will be taking a break over the holidays. We'll return with new episodes on January 7th of the new decade, 2020. To learn more about what we've talked about in this episode, visit glamour.com slash money. And if you'd like to share your story, we'd love to hear it and help you make money moves. Email us at money at glamour.com. She Makes Money Moves is a production of Glamour and iHeartRadio with new episodes dropping every Tuesday. I'm your host and Glamour's editor-in-chief, Samantha Barry. The podcast is co-written and co-produced by Kim Fusaro and Deanna Buckman with support from Lauren Brown West Rosenthal. Editorial oversight is provided by Maddie Kahn. Christina Everett is our executive producer. Mary Dew is our audio engineer. Julie Shen heads up business and development of this podcast and Pat Singer heads up our research team. Special thanks to Ashley Feinstein and our guest Liz for sharing her story.